community, same community over the years. And uh, in that community of recovery, when you finally sort of get washed up on the shores of let's say AA or something, you know, you're going and you're hearing a lot of people speak and there's a book that you go over and there's a 12 step program that someone hopefully will help you through it. And then it becomes clear through the book, uh, it's isolating the problem, which, and it's vaguely called self, you know, small s, meaning a feeling of being the doer, the thinker, the haver, the loser, the one who is conscious, <clears throat> with the lack of emphasis on the consciousness, let's say, and the more emphasis on the one, you know. So this idea of self, this long lasting, independent, separate thing, and really what's attributed to it is, you know, there's, there's a consciousness of doing and then the mental state takes that event to imply there's a doer, yeah? And so, the, so there's thinking and then there's a thinker, there's feeling and then there's a feeler. And then we live seemingly because we're being, a station is playing up in the head all day and that station is centered on this idea of self. And whatever it's doing is to reinforce that idea of self. So like when you were young, if you weren't in a violence, I'm going to start guys, it started already. You know, okay, Paul. I wasn't in a violent situation, right? Can you hear me? Is it good? Yeah, yeah, it sounds good, Paul. I'm going to mute everybody though out here and then just oh, unmute yeah, yourself, yeah. okay? Yeah. All right. So, and this is all from observation. I, I muted you, Paul, I think. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, we're good now. That's one of the things you say the most in these three years with the Zooms. Can you hear me now? Because I mean, you're, you're muted and you're going off. <laughs> can you repeat that? Which is, a, you can't repeat it. It's just, uh, it's a... Uh, got to caption a note while it's playing, so to speak. <laughs> so let's say if you weren't in a violent situation growing up and stuff, it seemed in hindsight that life was happening, yeah? You didn't, uh, your, your, your weight of your mother had no concern to you about loving her, you know, or how she looked or how people were checking her out. It didn't go, you know, there was a whole other basis. And then slowly, but maybe quickly, uh, something developed, let's say it's the brain. And then, uh, you know, I remember when I was a kid, you know, I would run into a room or do this or do that. And then one day I did something and it was accompanied by thought that was looking at the seeming one who ran into the room. And then from that day on, everything that ever happened was accompanied by thought, really. A lot of thinking about stuff. And, and then you would find certain things that you love, like surfing and stuff like that, which would be a pretty uh, consistent uh, clamping down on the thinking and you'd be overrided because of the elements, you know, in the water, shit's happening, you, you know, can't be sitting there thinking about, but when you would start leaving the water, your head would kick in and oh, I hope someone saw me catch that big wave. Yes, so it's be a whole... You know, so this interpretation isn't what we're having. It's really being imposed on us. 
part of it is that we're doing it, but really it's an imposition because if you don't want to do it, it still happens, <laughs> basically. So you don't override that condition. The condition overrides you, but it gives you the sense of power on small little things, but basically it's driving the boat, so to speak. Yeah, this is a, the sense. So in recovery, they would say, hey, any life run on self-will, this thing's will, not your will or God's will, but self's will is hardly going to be a success, which was an understatement, you know, could be, could be hellacious and shit. And it says, uh, you know, uh, being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Yeah. Where most people believe really when, even if they're believing someone else did it, there's a feeling that they did it. Yeah, because it always turns into a self-centered view. Just like when I was young, uh, my father, you know, I had a father, I was the youngest of four. He got sick when I was about six, passed away when I was nine. But after he got sick and it was gonna have a big effect on his behavior concerning the kids, you know, my mother and the family doctor, Dr. Jan Quinto sat me down and tried to explain it to me like, Dad's not going to take you to the field much anymore, throw the ball and stuff like that. And I understood it on an intellectual level, but in my gut, I felt like, well, what did I do to cause my father not to want to play with me? Yeah. So this is this obsessive self-centeredness and where it can go. Yeah. Because it mutates in a weird way. Yeah. If it has time and space, which it does, and a lot of referral and reinforcement, it can go fucking off. I was just looking at a, you know, you get those YouTube feeds and it was like, why are, why are so many people neurotic now? Well, there is a solution to that. There is an answer because they're taking their head too so seriously to the point that they're identified as. It. Yeah. So this is, I had been, man, I've been led by, by the nose for years. I had been taken over and I had these vague feelings of like being possessed or taken over or used for transportation but I didn't have the knowledge to trigger any real result from it. Yeah. But I felt like uh, this idea that I was a doer, no matter what doing happened was out the window because I was, it felt like I was being driven or compelled to do tons of shit in the pursuit of getting loaded or trying to escape. Yeah. And the evidence was pretty thick. And that, that, that old idea that I'm a doer of whatever happens to me was starting to weaken. It didn't have a real foundation to sit on. Yeah, and I always use this example, and uh, I don't know if anyone's done drugs here, probably not, but I, I would be in like a seven day run on cocaine, let's say in San Francisco, the lovely city has a huge underbelly. <laughs> 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 it would be a bad day if you saw the Golden Gate Bridge. All you'd see is the pattern of the blanket you had <laughs> over the window. That would be a good day. <laughs> so, so there I was. And, you know, I started out looking pretty good. <laughs> sort of looking a little rough to rough the fourth or fifth day. But you'd end up in these weird situations. And we'd go to, we'd be in the Polk area of San Francisco. and we'd go to someone's apartment who probably was probably going to be evicted <laughs> at any minute. And we'd go in there and everyone was doing what you were doing. Like for me, it was shooting coke and stuff. 
And then the guy opened the door, he would open it like this, and he would never lift up. This whole, this whole time he would, I was there, he was bent over. And he just, it was normal shit, you know? So then I was doing what I was doing, and I watched, and everyone had their little, you know, couch or a little chair. And it was, you know, there was no walls or fences, but there were, you know? And then uh, it would run out. And then I'd be sitting there. And then I'd start looking around at these people. And then I'd start looking around the rug. And I'd start thinking any white object is a piece of cocaine. And then slowly I'd get down on all fours and start going over the rug and would be willing to shoot up lint with the hopes that there was some cocaine in it, seriously. And then as soon as I started, everyone got the permission and they, they were there and then the fences came up and everyone's looking for shit. And you're gonna tell me I chose to do that? Give me a fucking break. <laughs> There's no fucking way. Something took me over and compelled me to do that, yes? I would never, if I had 30 years to write, I would never have written that, ever. There was no possibility, I was led there, yeah? Well, I, after, living through that and not passing away the drug addiction and getting into recovery certain things had really crystallized and they just needed the right trigger and non-duality was the right trigger because no matter what how bad it was the only possibility it looked like was trying to get out of it i was never presented with the possibility that i wasn't in it. yeah all the other paths they said, yeah, we got a 5,000 true method of getting out of something, but no one, nothing ever approached the idea that you're not in. <laughs> yeah, no, very novel, blew my mind really when I first heard it. And it, you know, like a dog when they're trying to understand like this, I'd be reading this book and I'd go, what? It's just waiting me because I was a master of getting out. You know, I wanted to get out of how I felt every fucking moment. And it had led to certain conclusions, which was one of them, I'm willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. And I felt uncomfortable with this unbearable self-centered. Yeah, it had, it, had, it had metamorphized into a sense of incredible terminal uniqueness where I could not be reached because I thought all my thoughts, no one else has ever had them. No one else has ever felt like I do, and no one else has ever done the heinous things I've done. So I was, I was encased in like a cocoon, yes? Thinking it was all me, which it wasn't. Something had cocooned me, or it's actually, it's a mental activity, but something else other than me had cocooned me. And I was fucking just, it was using me for life. You know, like there's a parasite, uh, it's never a win-win with a parasite host. Yeah. The parasite, for it to win, the host has to lose. So I see alcoholism as, as a certain parasite that lives on the greater parasite, which is identification as self, as the doer, the thinker, the one who's conscious, yes? And uh, the quickness of that mental process to reestablish this idea, it can override a peak experience. It can, it can bring an end to an epiphany. It can do a lot of things because it's so fast in time. So when there's a doing and, a not, and an acknowledgement, which you're not doing it, there's consciousness or awareness of doing, 
yeah, whatever that is, that mental state is so quick to put its ideas of you're the doer, yeah? And as soon as you're the doer is taken to be so, and it's mostly habitual, it's like a drug, then the sense of doing and the sense of the verbing of life just gets underemphasized. You don't feel like you're underemphasizing it. You're being used underemphasized, yeah? Because this is duality, yeah? One thing gets emphasized at the expense of another thing. It's just the way it goes. And this whole message of non-duality is just a negation of all this, yeah? It's not saying, all right, I'm going to point out what you're not, and then we're going to point out how you can become what you are. No, you are that already. All that need is needed is to be pointing out what you're not. There's no pivoting into you finding out what you are as what you're not. <laughs> you just see what you're not. The dust, the dust settles. Maybe you need support, like Ashat saying, and then you start finding out uh, truly where we are living from. Yes, and it is not a mental alcove. Yeah, it isn't. The mental state has become the dominant condition, but it isn't the dominating fact. The dominating fact is we are what we're looking for. Yeah, what's seeing is what we're all looking for. Not what's seeing when it's in, in a retreat or when it's in the right conditions now, now. And you can't see it because you are what's seeing. Yeah, so you can't arrive at where you already are. You can't get out of what you're not in. This blew my mind completely. And I remember I was at this big event in Australia <clears throat> People who come here hear the same stories because they, they're the perfect uh, brushstroke to get something across. If I find another one, I will use it. But some of them are so perfect to illustrate what I'm attempting to say. And this one was a uh, eight day. I had gotten finished with meditation retreats. You know, I had done enough retreats to realize I'm not going to do any more retreats because it was fundamentally something that wasn't right there. And, I, and it was the idea of being the meditator, which wasn't getting shook off by tons of meditation. Yeah, It seemed like it could, no matter how many hours or, or different geographical locations like Thailand and India and the upper middle way at Spirit Rock, these places, it didn't matter. That when Before I even hit the... the the pillow of meditation, it had me as the meditator, yeah, the head. So while I thought I was being liberated, it was reinforcing that which I would like to have been free from, yeah, unbeknownst to me. Because really, really the awakening to this idea is rude. It's a lot of rudeness because you had no idea that what you were doing was giving life to that which you wanted to be extinguished. Yes. So, you know, it's going to be, you may go through some spiritual pride and spiritual pride likes to pull up the pants when life's pulled the pants down. Yeah. And when the thing is, you just let the pants drop and you see the emperor with no clothes. And hopefully you'll be able to see the emperor with no clothes when it's appearing to have clothes again, because it will gob up. It will. It has a, not an infinite wardrobe, a finite wardrobe. And you'll start seeing its, its ensembles, its, how it assembles its look seems very familiar after a while. You start recognizing it, but hopefully what a free sample of seeing what you're not is will be the ability to see it when it's appearing as you. 
Yeah, those peak experiences are great, but they'll die on the vine unless you have that, unless that lens, even if it needs to be propped up with satsang and stuff gets uh, inserted because I've seen it. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it, you know, been doing these things for years, meeting tons of people. We were just at a lot of spiritual heavyweights down there in Mexico, whatever. And uh, people can be incredibly clear, but not be clear of this about this. And to me, I don't. I I truly believe that's why we're here every week. That if you don't see this mental activity, you're going to be looking for it. Yeah. It's, and it has a large segment of his wardrobe. It, it, it is a spiritual wardrobe. It can, you know, it can wear the loving gaze and the monotone and the robes and stuff, just like the tats and the leather jacket and the whatever. It just, it adapts pretty quickly, yeah, to whatever environment we bring it to. Now, it would like to lead us to what it likes, but if it unfortunately ends up in, let's say, a spiritual environment, it will adapt quite well, yeah? It will. It's pretty, I, it's incredible, really, because, see, I, I'm a, I know drug addiction, but I've seen a lot of spiritual addiction. And I've seen the same principles in drug addiction uh, encoded in the template of spiritual seeking. Yeah, that doesn't mean spiritual seeking is always going to be uh, that, I, I, that idea of selfing, but it's a strong possibility. And because the head, head is going to claim be, is going to claim to be the one that's seeking, yeah. And so now, most of the time, you're going to be seeking something, but you're you're going to be living in the supposed finding of what you are already. This is does not want to be replaced. Yeah, the I, this idea of self is very jealous. It doesn't like it doesn't brook any god put before it. Yeah, and it will sign up for a. 50-year life of becoming something, because it's very, very clear, it will be that which is becoming something. But being something is a threat to it. And this is what non-duality was for me. The message of non-duality just was disarming. Yeah, the, the only thing I ever picked up in non-duality was a book, a couple of them. That was about it. Everything else was just rolled over, coom, coom, coom. and then I had all the evidence, Someone just had the right light, yeah, put it on and it just went off. And I saw, I saw, like, saw meaning uh, I didn't read, I didn't think, I didn't start with I know already. It was revealed like a revelation, yeah, a lot of them. And I think we're always in the state of receiving information. Usually it gets claimed and, and, when the you is introduced to the information, it, in, it neuters the information. So to fit it around the idea of you. So some people, even in non-duality, are trying to become a non-self as a self. Yeah, they want to look like a non-self, but as a self. They want to be here to experience their own absence. That doesn't, that's not, I don't believe it works that way. You're not going to get shit here. It's not, it's not another thing. It's not. You try to make it a thing, it won't work. It's beautiful. It just stands in its ultimate nothingness. And then uh, when your devices can't make it what they want, like intellect or grasping or getting or achieving or 
you know, synthesizing with other things like radical non-duality. There's no radical non-duality. There's nothing new in non-duality. 2023, there's no new model. It's a simple invitation that came from the, the fact that there seemed to have been, there seemed something is seemingly entertaining a dualistic presentation as a reality. So it wasn't like, have you ever met non-Catholicism? Non, no. Non-duality has a very unique message, which is it's, it's negating something that seems to be so. It's not adding a new so or a transcendent so or a historical so. It's just questioning that which seems to be so because that seems to have the huge, the biggest influence of everything else. Yeah, people are moved by what they think is true. They're not moved by truth. Their what their day is seemingly so. It's appearing to be true or false to them. Yeah, we're in we're in an act of dreaming that we're not aware of. Yeah, yet we are the awareness of all the dreaming. It's just crazy. Yeah. So, and so if we are in an act of dreaming, and what's appearing, hey, bro, what's appearing is the dreamt. Yes, this is a dreamt. Like there was a great Zen master, Huang Po. See, now what a beautiful way to enter a room and be introduced to Huang Po for the 30th time. Was, really, I, I would love it every day. Someone said, Huang Po. I really, <laughs> it means a lot to me. So Huang Po was a Zen master from China, like 1200s, I think. And what's cool about his writings, when he'd do a talk, there was a guy from the emperor's court there that liked him and was a scribe. So his talks were written like that night. It wasn't like 300 years later. <laughs> going through 50 different filters, it was pretty much out of the horse's mouth. So he made, he had some beautiful, like uh, seek, seek stopper uh, presentations. And one was whatever can be perceived, yeah, the, 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 the cannot be perceived. Okay, so that's, he's just, he's just saying here, here's a lump of something, put it right here. Whatever can be perceived cannot be perceived. And now bring this narrative that is being listened to and just put it next to it. And this narrative says what, what, it, what can be perceived is what's perceived, yes? Consciousness may be moving through Paul, but then there's a feeling Paul's the one who's conscious as this thing, yeah? So this is what can be perceived, which is what a thing is, yeah? And a thing is not what's perceiving. So this little lump of whatever will fucking disavow years and years of constant re repetition from this little propaganda machine, yeah? The only reason why we were signed up to listen to it is called Paul, like K-Paul and K-Thor and K-Chris. If, if it was K-Janus, you would have turned it off a long time ago, yeah? But it's K-Thor and you would turn it off and it's the exact same as K. Janus, but you don't call yourself Janus. It's the cherishing of the idea it's about you that keeps us trying to listen to that honeypot, you know, like the fucking shells in the ocean. Same, same, so, so, so whatever can be perceived cannot be perceived, simple as that. Wow, okay, I get it. I really truly believe that. Now watch, 
See, if you're waiting for the head to get it, it ain't gonna get it because the head believes what's perceived is what's perceiving. <laughs> it's sort of like, it's sort of like, all right, I'm gonna convince this mule to go this way. What's the fucking point? Just override it or bypass it. People don't like that word now. I love it. I love the spiritual bypass, everything really. You know, these people think, oh, you're trying to slink out of all the blood, sweat, and tears. Yes, I am. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't believe I have to go through Herculean tasks to find out what I already am. I don't, but let that put that aside. Yeah. So, so that the dreamt is not the dreaming. It is truly the dreaming, but not as the dreamt. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It is the dreaming, but as the appearance of the dreamt, it ain't. It's a negation or a denial. Not a negation. It's a denial of the dreaming. And now you and I are the dreamt. Yes. Now this changes everything. Because let's say there's a famous book called The Course of Miracles. It's a very big statement that is like a foundation for a lot of other statements, which is the mind projects and then, yes, this perceives. So this, this no, it's projection and then it's uh, perception. So the mind's dreaming and we see it as real from the drought, yeah? Now, knowing that if you're in a seat assignment like this, you're gonna, uh, be, you'll be convinced that it's no point trying to convince the dreamt that it's the dreaming. Yeah. And I know the dreamt is six feet, maybe has a five foot length, you know, radius of length. So I know I can miss you, but I know I can't miss everything. So what we're talking to is not you. We're trying to get through you to that which is everywhere. So we wanna just throw some curves, some fucking knuckleballs. So yeah, you get, you see, because usually the head always hits and then it's engaged in the game. We want it to be with and then see what's going on. Because then it'll be hanging out. All of it's, all these things you call yours, intellect, this and that, they're not, yeah? And you'll see how they're grasping and chiseling and sculpting life, yeah? When you remove the stone from it. When you remove the life from it, you'll see their desirous movement. You'll see seeking, seeking like in a naked view. And then when they say uh, the seeker is the sword, not the seeker and the sword, you'll, see, you'll know it. You'll feel it because you've seen it in your own, let's say, purview here. So it became very clear to me, it's pointless to try to convince the dreamt that it's the dreaming because it's... It has a program and that program's locked. It doesn't have an, it's not like AI, it doesn't grow. It's a program, it doesn't grow and expand. It, it runs a thing and that thing is, no matter how many evidence, there's only verbs on the noun that's seeing that evidence. Yeah. So it's gonna keep proclaiming that it's a thing, it's a noun, even there's tons of evidence. Why waste any time trying to con convince that? pointless to me so what what happens here hopefully is we talk to what you are about what you're not instead of talking to what you're not about what you are it's diametrically different than most talks 
because most talks are looking at you, trying to get you to understand something. I know you can't fucking understand this. I know. And if you think you understand it, it's from your own product. You've made it, you've twisted it, you've turned it into something that fits you. And that's the last thing you want because it's just going to add more weight to the traveling. And the whole point is the travel light of you. Yes. So if I can talk to what you are about what you're not, to me, that's the correct direction, let's say. And the correct direction of non-duality is a negation of what, of what you're not, really, and the activities that do it all. And those activities can be put under a, a topic or a banner called duality. So just like if you emphasize something, you de-emphasize something else. Just like firm in faith in what you are, firm in faith in being this something else that you're not is the act of denial of what you are, yeah? One side of the coin, other side of the coin, yeah? One side, other side. You try to cut the side and just have it head, you keep cutting it, it'll still have two sides. You can never get a one-sided coin in a sense, yes? So because of duality. So this idea of duality, and it's not a denial of it, because that's a mental activity, it's a negation of it. Hopefully you hear the message and then you see what the message is talking about. You see what you're not from what you are. It's readily available, it's happening all the time, just the head makes a switcheroo. The head comes after and says it's before. That's what it does. It's a, you, we call it an act of selfing, you can see it. There's selfing, and selfing is uh, really, it's anything, because whatever happens, it, there's a claiming of it to imply there's a one that did it or is being done to by it. Yes, it's always you are a noun above other nouns. And basically, really, in life, everything is just verbing. So your de the description of living would be seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, thinker. The mental's interpretation is seer, hear, or feel, or taste, or touch, a thinker. That's the bondage of self. The thinking doesn't bond us, it's the thinker bonds us. The feelings don't bond us, it's the feeler that bonds us. The bond, this is the noun that is presupposed to be before the verbing, but it's made up by an act of verbing, which is selfing. So selfing implies a self, the self gets implied, and then they call me and say, I've been selfing all day. That's exactly what happens. It's the perfect illustration of what we're trying to share. So this is not trying to see that from the after, but to see it from the before, which is us, you know, truly. And uh, satsangs are here to support that. And there's no heavy lifting unless there is. Who knows what's in store for you? But I do know you'll travel lighter through it. Yeah, less of you goes a long way. It really does. Just if you could just skim the top off, it would be so much great. You don't even have to, I've got to get down. You know, it doesn't have to be a 100% turnover, just a little. You'll see something is really using you, this event, to enrich itself at your loss. And when that gets seen, then that which is going on now will be actually an expression of enriching yourself today, where the head's always 
enslaving us to yesterday and tomorrow. Yes. Time is its biggest, uh, that's the biggest trick in this magic trick, time. Yeah, because uh, just like today, I was in my house and I was looking outside and without time, time's beautiful. It makes a beautiful movie. It's, it, it's an incredible ingredient to a beautiful movie, but there was all these different greens, yeah? Just, and one was here a couple of feet away next door, the horizon. Now, if there was no time and no space, it would have just been a big fucking palette of green. Cool, yeah? But then you add a little time and space, which is the, is the archetype of dreaming. And then one green is seen here, then it's there, yeah? And so you can see, and it's a beautiful artistic project. It's gorgeous. Yeah, to be able to see everything as particular sun things is incredible. But the bondage isn't from that. The bondage isn't from time. It's whatever's going on here is used by this mental activity to uh, progress the bondage. Yeah. The bondage in itself isn't thoughts, it's the thinker, really. It's not time, it's how time's being used, yeah? Because I think time brings out incredible, exquisite things. Would you want to always see every flower blooming or no? It's beautiful, especially if you've seen orchids, to see them dead and then the little bud grows and then it's a giant buildup for a beautiful demonstration. Yeah, I think that has incredible beauty, yeah? So, Time, it's not time, it's not space, it's something's using it. And which would have been great, but there's an expense to pay, which is us in a sense here. We tend to travel heavy because how can you have a solution to what's not happening? Yeah, how can, you know, we always joke around of going to psychology school, a psychiatrist, whatever. I think psychiatrists are the higher ones, aren't they? The people you go see. All right, psychiatrists. So I'd be a psychiatrist, I'd work one day, I'd be able to retire because my 60 minute sessions would be a minute really. And the people would come in and start bitching about what's not happening. I'd say, Mr. Smith, that's not happening. See you next week, yeah. That's really, if you wanna, if you wanna have a demonstration of compassion, that's compassion. Because to attempt to soothe somebody's brow based on an uncaused effect, which is obsessing over next week, to me is almost being complicit in a weird way, or at least being an enabler in a sense, yeah? So basically, if you could sit the person and starve them of what's not happening for a minute or two, I would say what's readily available would show itself to them. And maybe they'd come to feeling a lot better without saying a word about that thing a couple of weeks, yeah? Only just recognizing the obvious. So I would just, there would be one day I'd make 60, whatever. How many people would then retire, stay in Thailand for a few years? Then have a review. And there's another beautiful, we use this a lot down there too, because I love it. There's a story about a guy whose his job is to deliver this heavy, heavy bag of stuff to uh, Bombay, let's say. Yeah, and his hope of satisfaction and relief is only based on after I get to Bombay and I can take this fucking thing off my head. Yeah, now Bombay is pretty far. 
And there's going to be a lot of time when, while he's not in Bombay to have that belief. The only time I'm going to have relief is when I get to Bombay. So a guy walks by and sees the situation. And he says to the guy, hey, there's a train station right around the block. Goes to Bombay every hour on the hour. What? This guy goes, what? Yeah, yeah. You can save. You'll have the relief so much faster. You'll be in Bombay in an hour. You won't have to wait for days to feel relief. So the guy gets on the train and you think you've done your job. And then you're walking by the trains and there's the guy in the train still holding the fucking bag on his head. <laughs> so he has to get in the thing. Hey, bro, you can put the bag down. The train's going to take both of you. <laughs> so we're, we're like an habitual person that's been carrying something. And if you don't check on everybody, they'll be <laughs> the next time you see them, there'll be that fucking metaphorically big bag on there. <laughs> and you have to just remind them, put it down, put it down. It's a possibility. You have permission. It doesn't, your permission isn't captured by time and space and having to end up in Bombay. The permission is now, yeah. I, this is one of the beautiful things we had at these talks in Mexico. This lady came on Saturday and then she left came back Sunday or Monday, whatever. And she said, you know, I love what you said. It gave me permission to leave because every time I've signed up for any of these things, I stay to the last minute because I think I'm going to miss something. And I said, you're not missing shit. You know, you don't want to be here, go and be here. And she, did, she left. So she came back on Monday and she was sitting in the front before the talk. And she says, yeah, uh, whatever happened, I felt the permission. Yeah. And then I said, exactly. That could be, it can be seen by that. And how it's seen by that, because you've been, you've been under like a tyranny of a trying to like a meritocracy for the head to give you permission to be okay. Yes. And usually it's very defined and it's very, very time oriented. Yeah. I'll give you a break, but now you've got to keep proving yourself. And it's like slavery, isn't it? To me. So to her to say that, I, she got the she got the uh, she got the essence of the of the speaking. Yeah, it was beautiful. And then when we were driving away on these rocky roads, which were all of them, except the main one, and then uh, she was just jumping like skipping like a little girl. Oh, she was fucking really bright, you know. Because and to, did she suddenly just become bright? No, she was always bright, but there was a withholding. The mental state had a little film or filter there to the point where she's looking for light from outside being all the while the light yeah, this is the insanity of it so um yeah so just as a basic thing like scientific thing this this is just through observation i believe the selfing is a mental activity you're not doing it it's mechanical you're not sitting there thinking this shit up. You're not. You're at the effect of it, really, because you're here, brilliant and open, and it's filling up that openness with a lot of this stuff. Yes. So this sense, this sense of selfing, I feel by observation also that it is super fast, and I don't believe a process in time is going to beat this process. So when you're trying to do something it's already done it. It's already undone your doing, yes? It's just fast. So to me, it became pointless. 
So it's sort of like a gunslinger. Everyone you send to beat it, it beats them. But if you're if you are the gunslinger and you're not of time, meaning your gun is always out, you can't lose to it. And I believe that's what we're looking for. That which is before the mental activity, that's not not that which is presented after the mental activity. Yeah. So the sense of being, you can see what you're not. You can see the activities. So we use the word self because it comes out of recovery, but I, to really uh, describe it, it's selfing. It's an activity based on whatever it, the mental state is brought into contact with by us, because there's consciousness here, yeah? It's going to claim, that's all. It's gonna claim peak experiences. It's gonna claim being the one who shot the coke. It's gonna claim, claim, claim. It has no, there's no forbidden territory. It claims just as well in a temple as in a fucking cocaine, in you know, a crack house, same thing, yep. But it, that's, it's, and it's mechanical. There's no volition or choice in it. You're not doing it, so. Because if you believe you, you're doing it, you're not gonna wanna see it. You've seen enough about what you've been doing that you don't really wanna know. <laughs> so another thing, you're gonna have a desire not to know. So there's gonna be cognitive dissonance. If you try to enlist this thing, as your little, you know, amigo on the spiritual journey, it's going to drag you because it has no interest in it whatsoever, really. Because what it sees as your desire is a threat. See, because it knows its existence is based on a certain amount of ignorance. If you get enlightened, it's found fucking camouflage, or the clothes of the emperor will be seen as no clothes. Yes. So when you think you, it, this thing is really, it's dissonance. It's, doesn't, it's not interested in where you think you're interested in. It isn't, yeah? And so it's, this isn't like, you know, her, you know what's, uh, Ulysses and the sirens. You don't turn back with the, here, these sirens because you, you realize they're not you. Yeah, and so they said, you're gonna make a right, you used to make a right, and, and then you just go left. Yeah, and so now you're listening to that, you're hearing that which you used to listen to. Yes, and it's now not the director of this life, and you'll know the tree by its roots. You'll see something is, see, I truly believe as an action figure, you're gonna be directed by something, yeah? You're going to be directed, just like I was directed by this parasite of alcoholism, where here's, here's like hundreds of thousands of people all thinking they're unique, yeah, driven by the same thing, and they all end up in the same three parking places, institution, jails, and death. That should tell you something about your, your personal choice and uniqueness. One thing took many of us over, and that's where we meet. I know what it's like to live under that tyranny you're living under because it wasn't our tyranny, it was self imposing something on us. Yes, we did not make our misery. I'm not a believer in that. I believe we're a factory that makes a lot of shit. And what the product this factory is gonna make is by who's running the factory. So when self is running the factory, misery, incomprehensible demoralization, being right, <laughs> all this shit you're going to have a lot of that product and every time they somebody or life wants to return it you're going to feel like it's yours yeah and there's the bondage so this is seeing uh thoughts as thoughts feelings as feelings actions as actions now 
The head is going to keep seeing an action as an actor, but you see that. Yeah. That which they believe it's the actor, we're not spending any time trying to convince it's not the actor. You just see it sort of like in a Zoom, instead of this whole, well, everyone calls me on this day, but forget it's going to die somewhere in that jacket. So here's this Zoom. Uh, yeah, no, don't worry about it, bro. Here, I can hit it here. I never get calls at all, except that, you know, beginning of talks and in the middle of talk. I don't answer them because they should know my, uh, if they were interested, they know the Zoom. Yeah, then I'm going to have to talk about what's not happening. You know, and I swear you, I would say I've met thousands of people in recovery and basically uh, 900 of them, what I talked to was alcoholism. There was very little of a person there. Yeah. And that's why I could be a fucking fortune teller. I know exactly what's going to happen to them, not as Danny, but as an addict. And I can foresee their future and have great confidence that I'm going to be on the money. I'm not happy about it because I'm not seeing Danny. I see what's taking them over. Yeah. And it's frustrating if you knew Danny because Danny ain't saying shit. Something's talking as Danny. Yeah. And it's addiction or alcoholism. So I've met tons of people, but I haven't met many people. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Just ask. All right. We're going to have a question. So if you, if you can't hear it, speak up a little if you can, yeah. Peter. I feel like it's fair enough, but I've never been an advocate of any sort. Yes. And you said when people are in recovery, they're looking for self. And, and, and that self is without having the addiction. Sorry that I don't know what was happening. Uh, well, yes, the, the self doesn't get looked at. It's just a rehabbing of self. It can be, yes. Yeah, so That's how the problem defeats the solution. I understand dualism yeah. quite easily because I feel it, that I'm doing things that maybe aren't what I want to do all the time. Yes. I have a little difficulty with um, non-dualism. And parts of what you said, I understand about me. But then, as you said, you had some sort of epiphany at some point and understood there was really nothing you could do about it because you were catering to something else and not the true you. Am I kind of getting it? Sort of like it, yes. But the thing is, what we're asking, we're not really asking anything. No. We're just presenting that uh, you can see this activity instead of looking from it. Yeah. 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 And we so basically we give a modicum of what you're going to see and you're going to have your intimacy with it. Yeah. I don't. Uh, if I if it's it's an old habit, if I do ever. I don't uh, try to describe the indescribable or try to know the unknowable. Yeah, this stuff is very knowable, very describable. And with the hopes of hearing a description, you'll see the description in your own experience. Yeah, because that's really uh, the greatest communication is imagery, right? So if you can see this activity, after a while, it's going to be obvious 
how can I be the activity I'm seeing? I must be the seeing as the primary activity or the awareness. So now you're onto something. The awareness is now has been tasted as the primary activity, which gives you an ability to see the other activities as secondary, which really fries the other activities because they wanna be seen as primary because they're living off of our light. Our light's getting directed to their production. Yeah? yeah. When you see that and you're not that interested in it, then the light will have the production range. And basically, uh, the faith that we are of will be enriching a day instead of the faith put in the mental state, which turns into an enslavement of your day to yesterday and tomorrow. It's the same energy, but it's the, it's the vehicle it's put in. Now, the mental state wants to put the vehicle as the finite self. Like we say in recovery, there's only two possibilities, which is trusting the finite self or trusting the infinite. Yeah, and what you need to know about trusting the finite self, it will say it's trusting the infinite as a way of trusting the finite self. Yeah. If you don't see that, you may, you may yeah, be- Sometimes when you explain that, I get, I get Yeah, it. good. That's the whole point. That's all you need. All you need is the triggers and then the, the machine kicks on itself. Yes, yes. It's not, this isn't about, uh, this isn't like iron work. <laughs> it's just basically simple invitation and then the mind will do it itself big minds yes yes because it's just seeing things with a different emphasis because what we have that seeing that would be able to give a lot of different emphasis is being pushed through a pair of glasses called self-centeredness and those glasses emphasize certain things at the expense of other things yeah so it doesn't emphasize the doing, it emphasizes the doer. It doesn't emphasize the hearing, it emphasizes the hearer. Yeah? yeah. Wow. How do you live your life like that? What? How do you live your life like that? As you said, it's not something we should be thinking about. How do you do it is you'll find out because yeah. the message works and then it will drop shit and then uh, it won't even be, first of all, the importance of seeing if it's working, you lose interest. In. Yeah. <laughs> you just got the message and you're, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, you've, it's not like you've lost interest. You've lost interest in a lot of things. And then that interest uh, gets distributed in a different way. And you're not the one that's dealing the cards. Yeah, You're reading the cards and responding to the cards, but you're not the dealer of the game. That's a very strong feeling. I feel, and it really got galvanized in recovery because one of the main exclamations in recovery for all of us that go into it is you realize that something is doing for you what you can't do for yourself. Yeah. Now, the trouble with the community is they don't apply that to the old God, which is something was doing through me what I would never have done by myself. They, st they still live in an idea that they did all that shit which is another form of bondage, yes? But it but doesn't matter. That sense that my, my appropriate posture here was uh, I'm outmatched, yeah? And then a power that seemed to be unavailable became available. And when I admit I'm powerless, I never experienced powerlessness. 
When I kept trying to exert power I didn't have, I experienced a lot of powerlessness, frustration, getting pissed off, and da-da-da. When I'm in the admittance of powerlessness, I feel power. This is, the, this is not a mental logic. And the first taste of that I got was introduced through recovery. You have it by giving it away. No cocaine dealer has lives by that principle. No, so, but this is the principle in a way. And so now you've been introduced to, hey, there's another way. Yes, life can spin out in so many different ways. And this way, in the reliance on a higher power, it works for many of us who nothing worked. No human power could change the condition we were under. And yet it's been changed by something. And we call that the higher power, whatever. I would say it's us, really. But us, you know, uh, using anonymity, so to speak. Yeah. Because I believe the higher power is always available at all times, right where I am, with no requirement necessary to meet it. it sounds like me. It sounds like I could be that. Yeah. 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 And then you have the eyes to see. I've just, I can't see what I am. I was trying to do that. From when I'm not, I was I would go and listen to people, spend a lot of time trying to describe the indescribable. It's best left indescribable. So you'll find out what it means to you, not try to know what it means to you. Because this is a reliance on the intellect because it's our intellect and it ain't. Yeah. And so when in duality, the juggler of duality is pretty good. But if you throw a third ball in there, it fucks the whole thing up. And when it, when the ball stop and you see it, you see the emperor, you see what you're not. You get a nice shot of it. We use this example. I'm gonna keep using it because it, it captures it perfectly too. By some consequence, I saw my mother when I was like 12 years old, naked, her private parts. Now, being a Catholic kid, it made a big effect on me. I'd much rather have a mother clothed, you know, baking apple pies and shit. So, 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 I, so I would see my mother and that image would come up a lot with her in full clothing. I just, that's had a big imprint on me. So the idea we use this terminology, the emperor with no clothes, which is the head, heads playing God, but it has no clothes, yeah? So when you see the emperor with no clothes on, that's not the end of it. See, the weight that getting that hit of seeing the emperor with no clothes, hopefully will, and hopefully with satsang, will extend into this event and you'll see the emperor with no clothes while it's clothing itself, yeah? You'll see, you'll have one of those special teams, oh, we're gonna enter the walk-in closet of self, wait a minute, <laughs> yeah. So now you see it, even when it's fully regaliered up, you see it as no clothes, yes. That thing can grow and it can establish and you'll travel lighter, really, yeah, in this life. Sometimes, even with the epiphany solid, it's still gonna happen, it's still gonna happen. The thing always arises because it's mechanical. See, people believe certain things would stop because they think they're doing it. So when they get whacked, they think they're going to stop doing a lot of shit, but they weren't doing it to begin with. It was being imposed upon them. Yes? Which is fun if you do see that change. Yes, you sometimes do. Suddenly, yes. And sometimes it occurs to take time, but it doesn't make the same difference either. Since you know you're 
not determining the actions directly. It's very yeah. indirect and basic. You can kind of let go of that part too. Well, also, you know, it's like being on an operating table. Faith grows so you don't get up and you don't play doctor. And there you go. And you keep getting it pleasantly surprised. Not amazed, but I'm surprised it just keeps on appearing in ways I couldn't see it. Yeah, 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 yes. And why why wait? I mean, you know, yeah. Sometimes I meet a lot of people, and I even with myself, again, this mental is like the mental withholding. So the, the bondage yourself is like you have the ability to reach 12 feet, but you're reaching eight feet. It plays a little weird thing, yes? And so there's a withholding and the, the storyline is I'm gonna fully embrace that moment when I arrive at that moment, yeah? But it's not this moment. So this moment I'm working and I know I'm just gonna jump and embrace that moment. But the time you get to that moment, the arthritis is set in. You're in a state of withholding. Yeah, you are. That's the way it happens. So this isn't about, you know, you'll do what you're gonna do, but, uh, but you will see, yeah. Because the quality that the head doesn't have is awareness. Yeah, and it doesn't ex it's doesn't exist. It appears to exist, but it doesn't exist. The I am that it's using to fuel the I am Paul, yeah, uh, is not Paul. It's I am. It's existence. Yeah, as Ramana Maharshi would say, that existence is beating every one of our hearts. The mental state puts a Paul on it, yeah, and now uses that existence to verify the idea of Paul, but Paul does not exist. This is a non-existing thing. Something that's existing is moving through it. And we always use this example because again, it was the best they've ever found. And that was when I was nine, I had to go to my Uncle Fred's wake funeral. My mother asked me if I wanted to say goodbye, Uncle Fred. I wasn't really that keen on that, but she took my hand, walked me up. I looked in the casket and I had, a immediate hit that ain't uncle fred you know his body was completely there but something was missing and i would say i was calling uh and i know why in hindsight because i was taking this to be the existence yeah so i saw paul as i saw fred and fred as paul as a thing yeah but the perceiving is not the perceived, and the perceiving was gone, seemingly or not activating that thing called Fred. It's clear as day. I didn't need someone to tell me I saw it. So this is a, it's just a presentation, tons of videos, tons of everything. But hey, anyone else here? It's been muted the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you see they're always about the same thing but they're never the same yeah it's sort of like uh yeah herbal jazz yeah i don't get that necessarily next yeah yeah the one on the head is the right one you know yeah
walking around this big bunch of crap on your head. Well, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's an imposition, yeah. but we call we think it's where the cause of it. And of course, if who wants to have more truth revealed? You know, don't, I mean, I don't want to know I'm a cause of any more <laughs> as this. It just turns into a lot of guilt and shame. I just kind of right. Yeah, yeah. So, no, but like we have in AA, we have uh, this idea of doing an inventory, simple one, but uh, a lot of people have a lot of difficulty. Yet each and every one of those people do a lot of inventories on others, mm -hmm. like super fast, but they are very hard to do an inventory themselves because the parasite doesn't want you to look at your role in things because you're gonna see its role in things. It's purely defensive by the parasite. Because you'll do an inventory, you know, walk in, you've done it like 30 seconds, you've done a mass inventory and you're working with these people months. <laughs> I just can't write. Yeah, because the parasites does not want you to look at what you're doing because you'll see it's doing a lot of it. Yeah, or compelling it. Yes. Yeah. This is the point. Uh, and then, of course, there's a, someone sent me a beautiful, I saw it in another YouTube. One of the things we used to use, hey, is everyone still there? Hopefully all, everything's good, yeah. So, and it was great because I used been using it for years about this, this uh, mushroom called, from the Cordyceps family, a fungi, right? And it was one of the earliest ones we ever used because in recovery, I had this idea that alcoholism was like a parasite that's feeding off of this idea of self. Yeah. So without the self, there wouldn't be alcoholism. Alcoholism is fueled by self. Self is the original addiction in a way. Yeah. So, and I read this thing about this mushroom and this mushroom is incredible. And of course its main drive is to, you know, reproduce like everything else. And it has spores that get released with, the, or some animal comes and hits it and gets attached to that somehow. And it's a pretty iffy, uh, yeah, it's pretty iffy uh, mechanism. Yeah, it's usually hit or miss. So it has advanced where it, the fungi will land on an ant and burrow into the ant and then jack into the ant's brain and have the ant go where the fungi would do best. Yeah, so it uses the ant for transportation. It goes to the damp, a little bit of light, moist place. And then the ant, the final thing it does, it clamps on whatever it is that it's on. And those, those pincers are fucking strong. So now it anchors this float away type fungi. Yeah, and then it dies and the fungus grows right out of it. Yes, yeah. Now the ant, doesn't have a narrative of when it's being driven by the fungi, it probably doesn't know anything, but see us, we're driven by the fungi, but we have a narrative that we're driving. Oh, I love moist, damp. The self-centeredness is like the perfect disguise for parasitical takeover, because when it's directing you to go where it wants to go, you'll have a narrative, I'm going, I love Entenmann. 
bakery. It's Candida, motherfucker. The Candida needs flowery, sugary shit. Now you have a whole story. I love pastry. I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> the self-centeredness. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the self-centeredness, the self-centeredness is unbelievable. It's it's uh it's an incredible mask or camouflage. Yeah. So the parasite talks to us as us, and it uses us for transportation and expression. It's mind-boggling. There was a day where I'm going to post this that uh, one second. I'm going to send that thing to Mike and maybe he'll send it to everyone. This oh, it's a five minute thing on uh, the cordyceps. I sent it to Mia. Yeah, it's pretty good. And uh, of course, everyone, oh, 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 that's so unusual. You may be in that same condition right now. <laughs> oh, oh, the poor aunt. <laughs> That's another thing self hides. Fucking yes. Oh, sorry, bro. So, just seeing that the whole uh, entirety of who I think I am is in I would say so. It's not. It's not the entirety of who you think you are, but the investment in it. See, uh, the story is pretty uh, paper thin, but. If it's gay, if it's garnering interest and attention, yes. See, that's the thing. Like in Buddhism, they would call it the cherishing of self. It's a good word use. Yeah. There's a weird fixation we have on being the doer, even if the shit's really fucked up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was a lot of pride in, in drug addiction. There was. Like as a cocaine user, uh, most, most uh, of the populace of cocaine users were tweakers. They would start looking underneath the doors or the blinds. If you could hold your, you know, if you could go up seven to 10 days and not, I mean, people would get on the ground looking, there's footsteps, I can hear them, not flip out. You were elevated really in that little fucking weird circle. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah, it's weird. So the pride, it doesn't, there's, the pride can have the smallest pond to seem like a big fish. Yes. yes. It's the identity of that. Yes. The identity. It's always identifying. It's it's like it's a, an adhesive surface trying to stick. Yes. So now, like last week or somewhere, you know, you could know there would be clear driving because all the 49er fans were watching the game. They're identified with the team. Yes. Sure. So no one's shopping and no one's out. Great time. Actually, great time. Probably rob places. Right? <laughs> and then suddenly they lose. And now there's a disappointment in the identity. And of course, just watching it as a syndrome, a lot of people jump on the wagon when they're getting they're winning. So now there's a lot of identifying. As soon as there's a losing, there's a looking for something else. Like, oh, it's time warriors. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. So, it's not anyone doing that. It's the head. That's right. its activity. So, who is doing the recognizing? There is no who. Awareness is seeing it. Okay. Yes. There's no you that's aware. There's an awareness of a you. Right. Yes. But the awareness of the you, the awareness doesn't have, I don't, doesn't show any likes or dislikes. No. It doesn't care what's going on. It's just seeing everything. It's us. It's an act. 
it's us that has a lot of opinions and uh, and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. The not us. Yeah, the not us exactly. It's not us appearing as us. Yeah. Yeah. And so we think, you know, why? <laughs> I just. But if you notice, you know, I was seeing on the worst day of my life as well as the best day of my life. You know, I was very, I was seeing when I was getting arrested a lot and I was seeing when I was luxuriating in a hot tub. Yeah, it didn't seem like there was any discrimination about what was going on inhibiting the seeing of it. The seeing just picked up anything or everything. Now, the seeing isn't, uh, in its panoramic state because it's self-centeredness is like blinders, yeah? So this, this obviously with the eyes this way, it's already a prejudice, yeah? We're not seeing 360, yeah? And so there's blinders, and, but the thing is that which is seeing, uh, there's, not a, there's not more seeing, there's seeing more. The seeing is already, you know, full-on infinite quality, less quantity, but it's more or less here based on what? The obstacles or what's the sleight of hands or things that are going on. So the awareness can get filtered and turned. So the seeing or the awareness can get filtered here into a form of looking. And that looking called me being aware, that's a form of looking is a blindness to the awareness or the seeing. It's a blindness to it. So we start using the Buddha to seek the Buddha. We start using light to seek light. That's another thing Huang Po tried to clear up. He said, hey, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Can't use light to seek light. You can't use big M mind to seek mind. Why would he say that unless a lot of us are doing it? There you go. And I don't, and he was, when he was saying it to people, I believe he was seeing them as Buddha, mind, and light, and was describing what they were not because what they were not was actually the use of the Buddha looking for the Buddha, yeah? But it was called Paul, and that gave it all the meaning it had that it was Paul. And so Paul will keep hearing that and never get it. Paul, Paul is using the Buddha to, no. Paul, <laughs> AKA Buddha, is using the Buddha, yes? Wait a minute, say it again, Paul. I don't feel like I'm using the Buddha, no. Paul, a.k.a. Boot, yeah? And then one day it hits, and then maybe never not hits. Yeah. And that's the point of satsang. And again, whenever you get it, doesn't matter because there's no time. So when it happens, it's always been this way anyway. Yeah? And just like when you're sleeping at night, you have a 300-year epic dream or a five-minute drinking a smoothie dream, it takes the same amount of time to wake up from both. Out of the dreaming, time is irrelevant, obviously. Yeah, in the dream, you felt like you were living 300 years. You woke up that morning. The other one, five minutes, you woke up that morning. It wasn't like 300 years, three months to wake up. Yeah, oh, we got we to gotta have a counterbalance to time. No, time was only relevant when the dreamer is taking it to be so, us, yes? And we have the experience in the night dreams of waking up. This is what we're missing in the awake dream. The night dream is seen as a dream, not while you're dreaming, but when you wake up, yes? When you're dreaming, it's as real as real can be. You're flipped out that that tiger's moving towards you. 
when you wake up, you're not afraid of that same tiger because you see it was, a, it was a, an appearance, yeah? So you were, you were having uncaused effects. That's dreaming, yeah? Usually there's cause and effect. That would be a you know, cause and effect. But what's happening with most of us, it's uncaused effects. They're being made up, yeah? And yet we're feeling as if someone whacked me but it, it's, this is dreaming, yeah? And mind is dreaming. And we're living a lot of uncaused effects or seemingly so. It, you know, I've had the worst thing ever happen to me, let's say, and then you get sober a year later and it was the best thing that happened to me because it led you going to jail and jail led you to your first AA meeting. And now that you're sober, you see, wow, that worst thing was the fucking greatest thing that happened to me. If you were still drinking, it was still it would still be held probably as the worst thing that ever happened. Yeah. But now something put it to use. Now it's the best thing. What was it? Was it the worst thing? And then it transformed itself into the best thing? No, it's we gave it the meaning it has. Yes. That's not a random uh, position. You and I give everything all the meaning it has. We're the dreaming. We don't switch around. We're the dreaming. And in the dreaming, we can give what we're dreaming the uh, power to affect us, which is called Saturday. Yeah. That's what it's called, Saturday. We're dreaming. We forget that we're dreaming, identified as the dreamt. And now the dreamt continues to keep on dreaming and giving everything the meaning it has. And some of the meaning we give things is that thing can fucking affect me. And there we go. So can it be said that uh, the recognition of the dreaming is reality? Yes, I would say so. Well, it's not the, yes. And what is dreaming? Yes, but not the, the appearances in it. The whole appearance of it is dreaming, but the appearance of, in it isn't the dreaming. Their appearances, yes? Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So, but what I may think about what's happening is the dream. Well, well, well yes. Yeah. Yes. On a small scale and then on a huge scale. The sm small scale here, in, as the dreamt is the subjective experience. Mm -hmm. So, each dreamt is having a subjective experience, and different meanings are being given to the same no things. Yes. Yeah. So, it's a very crowded subjective experience. Yes. Yeah, there's a billion cameras on a very finite physical location. Yeah. So you're giving it meaning, but it also is giving meaning back to the self. Yes, exactly. Well, because we we've let's say uh, we've uh, forfeited the sense of dreaming, and I've taken on the role of the dreamt. Yeah, and for the dreamt to be real, the things that it's seeing has to be real. Yes. And so how is that going to be proved? Well, that hurt and I'm feeling physical pain. That's usually the greatest convincer of a reality here, yeah? Is pain and then the suffering that occurs when there's an, the, the attention and interest gets directed to that pain and then suffering ensues. And it's, some people have a hard time seeing the difference between pain and suffering. Yeah, the pain is, uh, is not optional. It's what's happening, but the suffering can be changed a lot not by the sufferer <laughs> because the sufferer has an investment in the suffering a lot of the time it's it's it explains all of its rationales for life failing let's say so it's it's got a dog in that hunt 
But if you see the suffering, not as a sufferer, and you'll see the suffer, the sufferer, yeah, because they're, and you're not that, then there's, there's the pains there, but the suffering doesn't have as much power. Yeah, people want to get out of suffering. Uh, pain can be an incredible uh, value, yes, I feel. I mean, and I got run over twice by the same car. I thought the second run over was abusive at least, but some, I needed something to put it into something because I was fucking not getting it. When you say pain, physical pain. Physical pain, yes, mostly physical pain. The emotional pain, uh, you know, the head has a field day with that. It can really create a whole orchestra in there. But I don't have much intimacy lately with that. So I keep, I do not know how a person is because the, the volumes can, knobs can be, yes, the emphasis knob and the volume knobs. I don't know. I'm not, I haven't had a deep depression, I don't think, or, you know, so a lot of people, I don't have an experience of what they're speaking of. I see some principles, but I don't know what it's like. And you don't know the volume of what's going on in people's heads. Yeah, you know, it's still not depression is the pain, but it just doesn't affect the same way. Yeah, exactly. You so know, I mean, it just is a lot of it could be a lot. Yeah. What, what do you call it? The psychosomatic. No, no, it's just you, you, you use the term a lot. It's just the pastor on it. You say action figure just for something else too. Maybe it's a twelve step thing. So it's just Oh, oh, seat assignment. Yeah, your seat assignment. Seat assignment. Yeah. I think we all have seat assignments, and and it's like musical chairs, though. Yeah. It's not your seat. Music goes on, and that's too. But there are some basic, you know. Well, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't. It's not that they're really up. Like the two arrow terrible, and so you get hit first arrow. That's the pain. Yes. Suffering is once you right. wait for the second arrow. Oh, yes. You're, yeah, you're waiting for years for the second one. Yes. yes. Yeah, and part of it is letting go of the idea that I'm causing it. Well, the beautiful, the easier way is see it's not you causing right. right. I feel this is the really humbly how it worked is this what I'm attempting to share here. Uh, just like when someone read at, down in Mexico, the Bodhisattva thing, I'm never gonna leave till everyone's free. I'm only gonna see them. That's an impossibility for the dreamt. I see differences all day, judging those crazy all day. I'm just seeing I'm not that. It seems to work better. Just getting into the mix, trying to change the mix is part of the mix, right. yeah? So I just, I'm not gonna be making any vows. Or fucking anything like that. Just, just uh, you know, do the best you can to see what happens. Yeah. And if you fucked up, you make amends. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, hey, I think we're going to end soon. Is that all right, guys? Can I borrow? You want to take Bruce's hand? I'm sorry, Bruce. What? You want to take Bruce's hand? Uh, yeah, sure. Everyone can hear it.
This is a guy named Bruce. I think it's, yeah, it should be good. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Okay, hi everyone. Yeah, Paul, about, about a week ago, I was watching a video on that fungus and the ant. Yeah. And as they were explaining the fungus taking over all the parts of the ant, it, my recollection is that it mentioned only it didn't go in the brain. It didn't take over the brain, uh, which then yeah. click, you know, with what you share about it. And I'm like, what's that all about metaphorically? Anyway, so for a week, I've been under a misimp misimpression, you know, numbers, you know, financing. And, and then all week, you know, this mental activity is going on as, you know, Bruce. And then all these upswings and oh, thanks. there was a little bit of seeing of that today. When I realized I was under a, I may have been under a misimpression, there was a seeing of that. Yeah, great. Now, with, without that seeing, like, I'm not, the brain isn't taken over. It goes on, as, as you say, that, that mental activity goes on all day long or whatever. Yet, without seeing the seeing of it, I'm thinking I am that. And it's that pain that, well, we're referring to it as pain, maybe. And so there was a, a suffering when I was identifying it as the person. Yeah. When I'm without the seeing of it. So without this, I know where I would be in total hell, you know? Yes. Well, we just. So that event, so it would be kind of ex clarified the metaphor for me, the metaphoric analogy to me anyway, a little bit. Yeah, we're never really, we're never very, uh, our forte isn't specifics, it's almost imagery. But yeah, the idea of, it always blows me out the ant story because if I was the ant, I'd have a story saying, I'm the one who loves this human place. You know, it's just, it's, and to the point, it's been driven so, so long, it's can't imagine. Oh, the poor thing being driven. <laughs> well, the act is attempting to occur right now. Blows my mind. <laughs> this is what happened with uh, we did this uh, website, you know, Zen Bitslap, and then I got into uh, asked to go see a lot of other different groups, spiritual groups, and I remember I spoke at one every year in North Carolina. And they'd have a, a week thing, 60 people. That's all they take. 60 people for a week of, I don't know why. And on the weekend, they'd bring like hired guns, different to talk. So I would go there. And I had no idea what happened the first five days. But there I am sitting there. And the people, you know, we're, we're doing a talk. And it's I'm talking about selfing and spiritual addiction and shit. So the guy... After, you know, we finished the presentation, he says, uh, can you give me an example of spiritual seeking? And I went, voila. <laughs> he had excluded himself as if it was, you know, we're having a, a sterile talk about some foreign topic. You've been here for fucking seven days. Yeah. So sometimes the, uh, the obvious escapes us quite a lot. <laughs> so, but the one thing like Bruce was just saying, I truly believe uh, 
the only thing that matches always available at all times, right? We are right where we are with no requirement necessary is awareness. Yeah. I I do not, no matter how much a master of mimicry the mental state can be, it cannot capture awareness. And it is after, yeah, and that which is before in this event is awareness. Now there's no after and before in the context of everything, but here using the word the before would be awareness. The essentiality of seeing is that there's no need for there to be a seer. The essentiality of seeing is there is no seer without seeing. There is no hearing without hearer. Yeah, I mean, there's no hearer without hearing. Yeah, so the hearing is essential. The hearer is an add-on. Yeah, yet the add-on the head takes it as the most essential aspect. You just uh, check it out. Yeah, check it out. Check out the head forgets a miracle in a half an hour, remembers a seeming slight for 40 years. You got to see that there's a bias up there. And, it, and it's imposing itself on us because it introduces itself as us. Yeah. And a lot of people want to shake it off and they get so disappointed that they kill themselves mm -hmm. because they they're so they can't see it as other so the whole ship has to go and usually a lot of people shoot themselves in the head because that's where the problem seems to reside that's the, that's the talking yeah and i mean i lost my brother and sister they both killed themselves and of course nothing just the way things are, but I'm sure, uh, you know, they just got outmatched and yet they relied on that, which was unreliable to the point where it gave them, you know, it takes, life gets to sometimes with it riding life, it brings us to a fuck it. And when we hit fuck it, it gives us a, a suggestion, something to do. Usually for some of us, it's drinking, but to others, it's killing themselves. You know, it gets to that extreme point. And why aren't, why would you not listen to it if you've listened to it every step of the way? Yeah. It's difficult, yeah. And it can override that major instinct of survival. The head, head's got a, there's a lot of mojo up there. So it's best to be directed by something other than the mental activity, I'd say. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. And I say, we're not of a mental activity. We don't have to be beholden to what we seem to be in because we are of another nature, which is awareness, yes. Yeah, so. Hey. Well, that came up, it came to me that uh, uh, as of this afternoon, that I'm powerless as Bruce to do anything about what's going on in the mental state until Monday morning. Yeah, there you go. So chill out. And so that you know, yeah, admitting that powerlessness. Yeah, yeah admitting nothing that you can do. Yes, chill out. All right. So yeah. thanks for being here, because like I say, I don't want to imagine what it would be like. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> Been there. Okay, bye-bye. We may be very flaky, but we're persistent. We do show up eventually. Hey, I'm going to say goodbye to everybody. I'd like to have a, a latte now. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, we have Bruce. Thank you so much, Bruce. Christopher H. Now, 
Tristan has the look of what I thought a spiritual person should look like. Wow. Yeah, and then look at me. I wouldn't trust me as far as I can throw me. But back to Christopher. Oh, yes. Bill Churchman, as always, thank you. Martin, nice to see you again. Marty, uh, we've got, uh, I don't have a name for this lovely guy, but I'm looking right at him. I've got Alan here. Beth, nice to see Beth. Yep. Sherry, as always, nice to see Sherry. Abby, uh, Lupton, is this your first time, Abby? Well, welcome. Nice to see you. Chris B, as always, Sally Underwood. Nice to see Sally. Yes. Esteban, my future bodyguard. Mia, as always, I have no idea where she is right now. Richard H. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike, did you get those things with uh, those videos down uh, from Mexico? So at least one. All right. Email? Yeah. What do you want me to do? Put them up and YouTube? Yeah, I can. Yeah, okay. I don't know how to do it, but if you can do, that would be great. Okay. All right. And Mia, I think, has an audio recording of the recovery meeting. Hey, Jack, as always. Uh, Roman, nice to see you, Roman. Gene, nice to see Gene. David, pleasure down under. Mike, hey, Mike, how are you? Yeah, he was... Um, uh, in Mexico, nice to see you, bro. Thanks for coming. We got Kim, Whitney, Kathleen. Yes, but we go to coffee if you like too, not far from you. Yeah, you're more than welcome to come with us. Kelly, uh, grateful Dave, Susan K. Susan K, I'm gonna go get a latte right now using your well-earned cash has a that phone. sounds great that yeah. sounds great paul i will it's going to be a more, latte more donation coming your way oh fantastic hazy phone hazy phone oh. kathleen g happy oh there i saw lad as always tom up in waldron nice to see you tom yeah remember rule 62 don't take yourself so seriously. Lisa, as always in Alabama. Yeah. We have an infinite umbilical cord, Lisa. Yes. Yes. Yes, thank you, Paul. That's, that's very nice to hear. No state can change that state. Even Alabama. <laughs> Steve Cole, San Diego. What? Chris G, nice to see you in front of the uh, strange door. John K, always very nice. I said hello to Kathleen, yes, yep, happy. Hey, thanks everyone, if I missed you, uh, we apologize. I think this, the uh, computer worked well today, eh? Yeah, I didn't even and, think about it actually. <laughs> exactly, that's when it's working really well. Yeah, excellent. All right. I'll see you, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Send, bye, Amelia, bye. send Amelia our love. Oh, yeah. Yes. She's with the kids today. Okay, good. Love you, Paul. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye, Chris. See ya.
that was beautiful today wow yeah that was really amazing sweet. yeah hey are, are you still in mexico honey no i'm back in san diego